Welcome back to Friendship State of Mind. My name is Amanda. I'm still sick, but not as much of a dying seal. But maybe once we get into this more, it might be. And today, back again, not some shady, is Allison. What's up, guys? Yeah, I'm here with my favorite things. I'm here with some strawberry cheesecake that she saved me. I'm here with Allison. Juan, I wish was here, but he sent us the best Snapchat ever. And we got um, some knitted Shrek ogre ear beanies. And um, he had some buck teeth, you know, that filter. And uh, I asked Allison, <laughs> I said, hey, what's that thing, that name, Princess, uh, and what was it? Princess Consuela Banana Hammock, because I was not thinking trolls like she was thinking. <laughs> because he looked like one of the trolls from Trolls. And I'm like, what the heck is Princess Banana Hammock? And I'm like, no. No, uh, she said, what is Princess Cabana Nanana? Yeah, I was like, or what Taco is that? Cabana or something you mm -hmm. said. It um, was hysterical. Anyway, if you're wondering, see Lady Glitter Sparkles, and that's what Juan sent me. So Google that. Also, for all of you who do not know who Princess Consuela Banana Hammock is, like Amanda just did not, please watch Friends for the love of all that is good and holy. Thank mm -hmm. you. All right, so now it's officially like you hear, it's the most wonderful time of the year or whatever at Christmas. Mm -hmm. No, this is the most wonderful time of the year. Like I love Jesus for real. <laughs> And I love. Let us state that first. And I love that he was born, but if we're being totally correct, mm -hmm. in the year of when his birthday actually is, oh it's God. actually in September, or mm -hmm. would be. So December, I feel like the way that our culture does Christmas is just very stressful. This is not the turn I thought this was going to go, but continue. <laughs> I'm only saying that because that song is played at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's also used as an irony because you see the hustle and bustle and crazy stress of everything has to be perfect. And mm -hmm. then you just need, like, a vacation from the stress that is the Christmas we've created. Mm -hmm. So, in the true sense of, like, the most wonderful time being stress-free, drumroll. I can only use one hand because the other one's eating cheesecake. That's fair. <laughs> you gotta stop drumrolling for me to talk. Okay. It's What'd you do, awesome. hit a hi-hat? <laughs> Yes, know. it but is baseball season. Collegiate baseball season. So mm -hmm. pros come back in April. But they're in spring training. They'll go to spring training around this time. Mm -hmm. um, but collegiate baseball season always has opening weekend, the weekend of Valentine's mm -hmm. Day. So it's officially baseball season and we are pumped. So for all the boys that we dated, had a thing with, that messaged us on AOL, this is not about you. That is for darn sure. Yeah, sorry. You're probably all great people For now. For the love of the game, hate the player, not the game. That's kind of where we're at. I'm just kidding. Some of y'all uh, were like that. Um, anyway, <coughs> um, so now Super Bowl's over. I'm really happy for the Chiefs. Yeah. I think that I was going to be happy for either one because it just wasn't the Patriots or the Seahawks. Amen. So yeah. I was very happy about that. But we both love it because our dad, since he's in you know college athletics, one of the things he did when we were really little starting off was baseball. And he was with the 1989 World Series baseball team. He was with Coach Mark Johnson for a little bit um, and some other coaches. But our dad was the main person who introduced us to it. And our grandpa on our mom's side is really big into it. And then our grandparents on his side too were huge into the Astros, which we'll get into here in a little bit. But we both played softball, which we obviously know not the same thing, so don't cross us. But... <laughs> 
it's we we both played you played since you were what five or six yeah i think i i technically only played a year at t-ball and i had been like playing around in the backyard but as far Mm -hmm. as being like signed up and on a team i was six yeah let's say you count t-ball yeah count t-ball and then you played until you were a senior in high school so you played for 12 years 13 i was 17 when i graduated I forget that you were a baby. I was a baby. Yeah, I was an elderly woman. Fake news, <laughs> but okay. So what happens when your birthdays split the September deadline. I'm August mm-hmm. and she's October. Mm-hmm. So I played from, I played about 10 years because you. I stopped sophomore year for choir. Very hard decision. But, I mean, we've talked about it some. We gave up all of our weekends pretty much for it. We gave up our summers for it. We gave up vacations for it, but I don't regret it. God bless our parents for allowing us to Dear do such God. things and giving up their life to I do know. those things. If you're an adult and played high school sports or anything before that or after that or anything that took up several years of your life, mm-hmm. go thank and hug your parents because Please. it is insane how much time and energy and money, money they have to put towards God. it for hotels and the jerseys and the coaches. But for you volleyball players, that's the one thing they wouldn't let us play because y'all are expensive. <laughs> Which is so funny, though, because... You kind of get what you, like, there's a little push and pull somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because softball, you're in soccer, you play in the elements. Right. Basketball and volleyball, you get to play inside. Mm-hmm. So, I remember having a conversation with Bill at some point, our stepdad. Mm-hmm. And he was saying something like, you just had to pick an outside sport, didn't you? Because it was either freezing cold and you're in, like, six layers of clothes. Y'all, they brought sleeping bags to games. So, Brandy they could had z- that one that looked like the Michelin Man that had a hood on it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they were glamping at softball yeah. games. So, or you were like roasting like a sausage mm-hmm. outside. Nice farmer's tan. 115 degrees with 80% humidity. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my word. And you just, yeah. Talk about a farmer's tan. I had to start tanning before prom just so I didn't look like I had a shirt on under my dress. I just, I was bold and took the pictures with it and you could just tell and you're well, like. Oh, I still, I still had a line, but spray tans were not then what they are now. Yeah, you can trust were, it. if they were, I would have just done that. Yeah. But. So I think one of my favorite memories easily is I was playing tournament ball for those of you who don't know. That's where you play on the weekends, you, you travel. It's a team outside of school or little league or just like city league. The, the great thing about the Tigers softball team is we were from all over the Brazos Valley area, whether it was from Bryan, College Station, Madisonville, Montgomery, North Zolch. I mean, we were from everywhere. And we were playing our rival team in a tournament, who will not be named, because I have friends from that team still. And um, <laughs> we were playing them, and we knew it was a big game. We, we were fully aware, and obviously emotions were high. And our coach, Coach Obert, he said, you let nothing hit the ground. We were like, okay, as far as, like, line drives, pop-ups. And that game, I took that, I guess, very literal. And the first thing gets hit out to me in left field, and it was my first diving catch. And granted, I felt bad. It was against a really nice person on that team. And they had to have somebody. It was almost a double play. It was very close. It was my first diving catch. And Coach Oberg was already up to yell at me, but then sat (laughs) back down. (laughs) And so that's one of my favorite moments because from there on out, I kind of figured out how to do diving catches and some I got, some I didn't, but that was such a cool moment. You had some pretty good moments in, throughout high school and things like that, but I know you Little League was a big deal for you because your group was pretty historic. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing for me, which, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, I guess, in some instances, but 
anytime I was on a team, typically once I started getting into those um, deeper playoff runs or in the competitive leagues, tournament ball-wise, um, I was somehow always playing the position that the coach's daughter played. And there were several coaches on a team, don't get me wrong, but it was like the head coach's daughter uh-huh. was playing that position. And our Little League team had five pitchers. So that was Y'all the other thing. Is we were very stacked in the pitching realm, mm-hmm. which is not normal for 12-year-olds. No. Usually you're getting like <laughs> One adjusted. to three, maybe. Yeah. Like you're kind of teaching someone how to do that. We run-rolled someone 50-3. to R.I.P. Madisonville. I was about to say they will not be named. Oh, they will. They will because <coughs> it's fine. I love Madisonville. People don't get me wrong. Y'all I got friends my Madisonville. Friends. It's all good. Those are people on my tournament team. <laughs> well, they were my age. They wouldn't have been on your tournament You get team. what I mean. They're from there. Like, I have friends. Okay, anyway. Sorry, Madisonville, <laughs> Texas. Paige, um, Casey. So, so sorry. We won that game. And... We were some savages because we were trying to get Chelsea Sign's number, which she wore 77, so we were trying to get 77 runs, like some... Dang, y'all were rude. Y'all were 12. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What's funny is our coaches were not stopping us. But that being said, I started at third base and then went to shortstop and then went to second base and then went to the outfield. I also was a pitcher, but Mm -hmm. I am as tall now as I was when I was 10, and I was 5'2". My five-foot stride was not as long as the girls who were 5'7", even. Those few extra inches help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, for whatever reason, could not throw as hard. I think a lot of it had to do with my hips, which there's all kinds of different techniques now. Because mm-hmm. um, I was I was trained by some really awesome professionals. Um, Sean, played, Pulliam, and Daya. Yeah. Well, Sean and Daya. Pulliam. Married me. Pardon Pulliam. me. She gets it. Hey, just say it right. <coughs> um, and then... <laughs> Ricky Roll. So... <laughs> She had to instill the Ricky rule because me and Amanda would both talk while we pitched because, you know, we're extroverts. Hence we were like, why are we doing this? And she just wants to throw the ball. Like, Shut up and pitch. <laughs> uh, maybe that was our problem is we talked too much. That was the problem. Okay. Well, but not during a game. We weren't talking during a game. That's what we should have well, just talked to the batter. No, I talked to the dugout. <laughs> I was like, stop. Stop doing so, chants at me. I'm sensitive. She was our pitching coach for a while. Amanda did pitch for a little while and then decided she was going to bow out and play outfield. You know, outfield. after a game of 16 walks, that's kind of your sign from the Holy Spirit that you don't <laughs> need to be on the mound anymore. We still won. We still won 23-5. Was, to five. That wasn't the 23-5 to five game. That yes, was it was. 48-21. to 21. No, 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 no. That was the 23-5 to five game. I have that in our newspaper clipping. The 48-21 one, I pitched two innings. The 23-5 game, I was the primary pitcher, and that's why I got 16 walks. Okay, well... I stand corrected. Anyway, I pitched, but I also played a lot of other positions. Um, and I love that team. That was actually probably my prime, I would say. Because I, I was good in high school, but I was more of an obedient athlete than a rock star athlete. I tended to work really hard and do what was needed to be done. I was always cheering on my teammates, which, again, in hindsight, is probably <coughs> the better thing of the two. Only because it's going to get me further in life than playing softball is as an actual sport. Mm-hmm. But we played... A team was technically out of Brenham because um, it was Washington County versus Brazos County. Mm-hmm. Um, and the winner of this stint of the tournament went to the state tournament to then have a chance to go on to regionals and then go to the World Series for Little League. We had lost our first game to Washington County. Yeah, that, so, was, that was hard. Yeah, so in the championship game, it was not a winner-take-all. We had to beat them twice. Right. 
So at this point, I'm in center field. And again, the hindsight thing, I wish I would have stayed in outfield. I think I was a good outfielder. Outfield's the place to be. Um, I had... I loved it. I had a lot of um, good depth perception, but I also was not going to start at center field based on the talent we had in high school. So there's always a few little politic things that happen, and then you just really and truly have to put the best athlete at that position out on the field. But at the Little League <coughs> level, we had to be Washington County twice. We did end up doing, but that last game... Um, we basically were down a run, um, and we ended up scoring to go ahead, but they were the home team. So their three-hole and four-hole hitters come up. Which are the best ones in the lineup typically for hitting? So one girl hit a pop-up to me in center, but they had a runner on third, so I had to get it in, um, which I did. The but it next, was at the fence. No, it wasn't. It was close to the fence. It wasn't at the fence. Pardon me. But the it, next girl hit one over. I robbed her. Mm-hmm. But I had to jump up over the fence and rob her and then relay it in to not have the girl at third score. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I wasn't having to climb the wall. The wall wasn't super tall. But being able to throw the ball in from that far, mm-hmm. I was, again, better at that at the age of 12. I don't know how you did that because, like, we've looked at that field since then. Yeah. And, like, that was a cannon shot because you threw it straight home. You didn't hit your cutoff. You threw it straight to home plate. Again, I think it was just adrenaline. Mm-hmm. But that being said, my coach about ran out from the dugout all the way to the back fence just to hug me. <laughs> um, shout out Brett Compton. Yes, Coach Compton. <laughs> um. But I still actually keep in touch with a lot of those girls. Um, and some of them actually got burnt out after that stage of life. And they ended up doing other things. Like Volleyball. Chelsea didn't actually play high school softball. She, didn't. she went on to do modeling and some other things. And she's now happily married to her high school sweetheart with a couple of kids. And Jordan's a camp gladiator trainer. What up, Joe? Mine um, became like teachers and diabetic researchers. Shout out to Casey Creel. Type 1 diabetes doesn't define her. A lot of us became teachers, though. Like, a lot of us at Tiger Softball became teachers. Yeah. I don't know what was in that group without water, but we were just like, we want to help the youth. Yeah. So, and then I was born in October, which is the World Series month, and Allison was born in August, which is the Little League World Series month. So we were both born baseball months. So, um, but we're, we're hanging, we're chilling, and when we come back, hang out with us more. I'm done with my uh, cheesecake, but we still have plenty of nice things for um passing valentine's day that are sweet to talk about so we'll be here and join us when we come back god okay we're back um and so i make an outline for every show and the second part of this starts with the funniest memories that we have from baseball softball and i'm allison was like you know i need need to think of one i'm like yeah you do because i I have two that are very funny well i have a lot actually because i'm just i'm so ungraceful that dad used to call me grace Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, all right, Grace, go out there and kick him, you know? For, like For reference, this is a small <laughs> snippet of an embarrassing story. This girl sprained both her ankles uh-huh. at the same time. Why are you yelling? Skipping down the hallway at school. We were recycling and I was pumped. <laughs> we, 
cycling in pals and I sprained both my ankles and I almost threw up from how much pain I was in and they're dying laughing and I'm crying they think I'm laughing from crying and I said no I can't walk help me (laughs) help me and they're like oh shoot and then they had to carry me down and I'm crying and they're like what happened all y'all had to do was recycle that was your one job and they're like well Amanda got really excited but I asked Alice and I was like what was yours and what's your response uh, I said, probably the time when I got hazed and ended up snorting some chalk. And I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I really thought I told you. <laughs> no. So. You're probably trying was, to protect me and my youth. Yeah, but I feel like I would have told you this by the time you were in college. I don't know how it would have come up, but you know. So. I'm like cringing so hard right now. <laughs> obviously not going to name names. These are good people. You can't They name just names. liked to haze people. I was a freshman. And there was another freshman on the team. Shout out Lauren Ybarra. She was apparently watching in the distance. um, And she was so pissed at me that I did this. And I was like, I had no choice. They were hazing me. They wouldn't let me leave. For the record, Allison did not give in to peer pressure in high school. She was really good about it. Both of us were. But I didn't know about this moment of weakness. (laughs) It was also one girl in the group of those girls that was wanting to do this that I was more or less afraid of. Tell me snorting chalk you mean like the base chalk yeah you animal (laughs) so let me tell my story (laughs) so i was thinking like teacher like you crushed it up and i'm like that would have been like clumpy i didn't know what you did (laughs) i didn't know this happened (laughs) (laughs) no listen so we're waiting for this team to come into town from houston on a bus and i don't think this is the game where the pitcher was only allowed to pitch before the sun went down. I can't remember. It was so <laughs> was she gonna be a witch? An ogre? <laughs> I don't know. It was like it might have been a religious reason in which it's not funny, but I don't know what it was. It might have been that game. Kind of irrelevant. Their bus <laughs> gets caught in traffic due to a high speed chase in ah, Houston. Okay, I remember they were supposed to come and that happened. Yeah. Yeah. The Bel Air. Probably. Okay. Savages. So we've already warmed up at this point and we realize the visiting team's not there. So now we've got all this time to kill and we are now in the, I guess, yeah, we would have been in the first base dugout. This we is, didn't change to the third base dugout till later. You got to understand, guys, when you leave softball players and baseball players to their own devices, whether it's a rain delay, a delay start of the game or whatever, it, get, <laughs> it gets really nuts. So that's how these things happen. I do have a good rain delay story for college. I love rain delays. I do too. Not necessarily when I'm playing in them, but as a diamond darling, I loved it. Mm. So the juniors and seniors, uh, more or less the group Mm. that was the it group of the team, I guess, more or less were starters. Mm -hmm. The girl I was afraid of was not, but she was in and out of trouble a little bit. So she wasn't regularly there. They decided they were going to get a handful of this probably... 18-inch tall mound of pure, dusted, like, crushed foul-line chalk that was in our dugout. Scooped up two hands of it and just put it right in foul territory in the grass. In, in the, the outfield. And in the outfield. You didn't even do this in the dugout. No. In, in your piece. Yeah, no. <laughs> we were sitting in a circle like a couple of, like, six witches just like. Where was the coach? <laughs> Finishing batting practice. There was no coach around. Oh, my God. And I just, from a teacher's standpoint, I'm like, where's the adult? (laughs) No. Also, God bless our coaches. I loved our coaches. They really probably just would have thought this was funny. I really don't even see them. I can think of three right now that would have been like, do it, Ricky, do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the girl who I was more or less like not gonna confront or say no to, she gets a dollar bill out of her pocket, which we were in shorts. There were no pockets. I don't know where this dollar came from. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> but she cut up lines of chalk for each of us to snort and then rolled a dollar bill and we passed it around and oh, snorted it up our nose. My God, you heathen. I know. So I basically did chalk cocaine. Um, <laughs> I hope our parents listen to this. I hope they That's do. That's how we'll know if they do because they won't have any idea. Yeah, sometimes our parents don't listen to these. They're like, we already hear all these stories. We know what you're talking about. I'm like, little do you know. So oh what's, what's even funnier is I was afraid because one of the girls like kind of snorted it and some chalk came down her nose. Stop. And I didn't want that to be me. So I snorted extra hard to make sure that I didn't That's have That's not extra- your responsibility. <laughs> so they were like, damn, freshman, you want some more? <laughs> is that your oath? <laughs> God. I was like, no, no, I'm good. They were like, no, you have to. I was like, but nah. and they're like, no, you have to. So Lauren starts watching this and then she gets mad at me. Good. Thank you, Lauren. I know. I know. I love Lauren. I was just like, I'm sorry. I didn't know what to do. She was like, next time you just say no and you walk away. <laughs> I was like, damn straight, girl. That is what I'm going to do. And I stuck to that for the rest of my high school career. Well, I'm so. glad. If that's, what, if that's the thing that made you learn, at least it wasn't anything real. <laughs> It was some foul line shock. I thought I was going to have an aneurysm. They start talking about like, yeah, pixie sticks are worse. <laughs> I was like, what oh, are y'all doing in your free time? <laughs> no one needs to give them any free time. Well, now they're that, like all married with children. That I means think, nothing so. to me. <laughs> like, they are good people. Oh they just made God. some questionable decisions about 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. For the record, mine was not that. I just got like bullied and hit. Ultimately, those are my two stories in the face. That's not intentional. No, but like I didn't snort chalk. (laughs) So it's called hazing. I didn't choose that. Regardless. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been better if it was a pixie stick. Nothing would have been good. Like that wasn't good, Allison. You should <laughs> I'm have aware that. of that. I'm just asking. You turned into the pitcher that couldn't pitch before sundown. You were cursed after that. Don't you put that on me. <laughs> I was not cursed. <laughs> <laughs> My changeup still wiggled at 27 miles an hour. Wiggled. That's what. That's what. <laughs> wiggled. God. That's what Coach Signs called it. He'd be like, throw that one that wiggles. And I'd Stop. throw it like twice about her because my fastball was only like 52. <laughs> You're just better than mine. I was 35. <laughs> you were also 12. I was 18. Um, oh, but my God. Okay, can I tell my story before Please, we... because I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> so my first one, I was not paying attention while we were playing catch. and um, So it's still your fault, but go ahead. Whoa. <laughs> Since chalk Listen, is my Crucible. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. So. Scarlet letter. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's not witchcraft. That's a torture. <laughs> they're, both, they're both literature. No. I don't I didn't read those at the same time. <laughs> the Crucible is about witchcraft. How they dance in a circle. <laughs> I had to read both at the same time in high school, so I get them confused. A, the scarlet letter, A, adultery, (laughs) witchcraft, W. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought there was witchcraft in 
Carla Lynn. No! With she adultery. Had... No! <laughs> I love the way your voice sounds. If it is, it's a side note, but it's not the main topic. We know who read for Summer and who didn't. <laughs> for darn sure. It wasn't me. can't read the crucible in a day. Okay. Anyway. Can't okay. Anyway, I'm crying. I, I was not paying attention. You're right, Sabrina. And someone threw the ball, and it was me and another outfielder. We were playing long ball to warm up every part of our arm in case we had to cannon it, because some of us weren't as talented as you at 12. So we're warming up. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. (laughs) It's fine. And so by the time I turn back around, she yells, Amanda, the ball hits me in the face, and it's a domino effect. It hits the, the bridge of my nose on my right side but then it just um domino effects overs and just ripples across and breaks I and mean, i was like i'm not gonna cry one of our pictures threw up from seeing how much blood i had mm. and when i looked up because coach watson was like rick let's let's get you up okay can you can you sit up and i said can can y'all help me so the girl who hit me and somebody else gets my other arm and they lift me up and i'm okay and coach watson's holding my head the problem is i looked at the baseball team who was in the batting cages oh god <laughs> And the guy that I liked was over there, and they all look, and they just went, oh, and they all just, like, stopped. And I was like, well, this is how I want to go out. This is fine. Like, kill me now. Um, I broke it, had reconstructive surgery two days before Christmas, had a nose cast, and Allison was like, I want to sign it in green because it's on your nose, and it can be like a booger. You so said that. I, and I was, do not remember that. I was that. angry I want to revoke that statement <laughs> you said right that. now. You're like, I'm going to sign it in green. I was like, you're not going to sign it at all. Also, I did start making her laugh in the car. I was taking her to school. You made me yawn. I can't. I couldn't Both. yawn. I was boring you. Yeah. <laughs> How did I make you yawn? No, because I had to yawn because it was morning and you were like, try to do it. I was like, I can't. I, no, I also made you laugh and you couldn't laugh or yawn. Mm-mm. But she also, before she got her little nose cast put on, she kind of started looking like an avatar. I was, because the swelling of it puffed up, and so my eyes became smaller, um, like an avatar's, and then I got blue underneath them because of the bruising and the blood. And it, the, the bruising was good, but the athletic yeah, trainers... The bruising was real good. It, I mean, it mean, yes, it was, <laughs> but it also meant that it healed. And the trainers took different pictures every day, and I kid you not, I was just taste of the rainbow every day. <laughs> Red, red, green, green and yellow, blue, blue and purple, red with the blue and purple. A little bit of like, oh, she kind of looks like a dead person black and then healed. And then another one that I had was, again, I never gave into peer pressure in any of these. Wow. <laughs> uh, one of them. Shady self. I was so, there was this picture we were facing that was really good. And I didn't think I would actually hit the ball off of her. And I hit the ball and I was so shocked with myself that I hit the ball that I started running like an idiot towards first because nobody else is getting a hit. And I'm running so hard I trip and just eat it on the first baseline. And I, it was just my instinct. I was like, I just have to touch the base. That's all I have to do. And I crawled to first base like to get there because I was so close. I didn't have time to get back up and try to do it. Water. Yeah, no, I, that was me. I was like, and I got it. And then I've also ran so hard at third base, and a coach has been like, no, get back, never mind, and changed their mind. And I've fallen over because of momentum and crawled back to third base, too. 
That's happened to me. Yeah. Also dove into third base when I thought I was going to be, like, more glidey. Oh, Definitely no. stuck and ate a mouthful of dirt. I was about to say, did you, like, belly flop? Because I've belly kind flopped of, but on then the I got, path. like, a mound of dirt in my pants, which I was like, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, and it's, like, coming out of my socks. <laughs> so there's one that Allison told at my wedding, and I was 12, 13, playing... I, I'm telling this story. You well, can, let, let me in. just preface. I'm on an 18 and under team because... The team that I wanted to play with that was in town, they didn't have any more spots because they had players set for starting and then second string. And so my parents were like, you're not going to do that. The head coach was a good family friend of ours, and he believed that I could play with them. And he was like, you're going to have to play against these girls anyway in high school. So we We also only had eight people. Like, we needed people. (laughs) I was going to try to be nice and leave that out. Well, but the point being, like, you didn't necessarily have a spot as a guest player on their team because they already had their roles filled. Right. We needed guest players. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, well, if you're down to play, come play. So, so they did. So we get in this game. I was pitching on the defensive side. And how old um, were you if I was 13? You would 17. Been, yeah. I, I think, or 16 maybe. Maybe I had just, I was either about to turn 17 or was 16 going into 17. It was yeah. something because we're three years apart. Mm-hmm. So I was pitching... Um, and I had pitched at that time. I was the only pitcher, I think, that was present at that tournament. So I pitched like five mm-hmm. or six games that day. So we were playing a team that was pretty stacked. And it was kind of a round-robin deal. It wasn't a huge tournament, but it was also one of those things that um, was prepping us for the college exposure tournaments later in the season. We go up to bat, and I'm the leadoff. I'm second. So the strategy was Allison would get on base because she was quicker than me by a little bit. And I was also a slapper. So we, was, we were both fast. Like the point yeah. of us was to get on base and then people hit us in so yeah. we could do it quickly. Exactly. So Allison would slap, which is running while you're hitting the ball. From the um, left-handed batter's From the box. left-handed batter's box. And then I would bunt to get on base typically because I could lay down a pretty solid bunt. And or to bunt the runner up. Right. first over and whether it's me it was a plus that I could get on but if I couldn't I did my job to get Allison over end yeah. of story so that's that's my job well Allison comes up to that first so this girl that's on the mound is probably in my mind she's like Goliath but I think she's probably more like 510 six no feet tall. she's Goliath <laughs> six, <laughs> Goliath was like over seven <coughs> feet tall she's so Goliath. okay so, and she was also just kind of mean mugging us but I mean the game that just started I don't know if we were the visiting team or what but it was Pretty early in the game, we I think, when this happened. We were visiting. So she throws a few pitches, two of which were inside on me, mm-hmm. and then she pegs me. Yeah. So I got a first. You get hit by a pitch, you get a base. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. Which lefties, for some reason, especially with right-handed pitchers, and even as a pitcher, I did this quite a bit, you peg the lefties because not only are they coming at you, but I think it's because it's the opposite arm. So, mm-hmm. like, as you pull your curveball across, if you snap it too far, they're going to get hit. Yeah, it's just hard. Um, the science of so it is hard. So, also, a lot of lefties crowd the plate for that reason because it, they know that they're fast, and if they get hit, then they at least get on base and they could potentially score because 80% of batters that are the first batter of that inning that get on base score. Moneyball. So, <laughs> so Allison gets pegged for the first time in this game. So I think she had a wild pitch after that, which got me to second. Mm-hmm. Because I'm at second base when this next thing happens. Well, no, no, no. So you get hit first, and yeah. I'm mad about it the first time you get hit. I get up to bat. I bunch you over. They get me out. Whatever. We come back near the end of the game, and it comes back up to us. Mm. So you come back up yeah, to yeah. bat. Yeah. So Allison's already been hit once in the game, and I'm mad because I'm like, that's my sister. If anyone's going to hit her, it's going to be me. You rude. <laughs> and, but I'm like, okay, so we're down by a point. 
We're down by a point. A run. Um, for the muggles of the group, we're down by one okay, run. For those of us that are not muggles, we also okay. need to verify that um, you say a run. At you this point, point, the team has just been really arrogant and rude, and that that's like a big pet peeve of mine. Granted, I'm 13. I have no business to have pet peeves <laughs> of this other team. But Goliath over here is really showing out. And so Allison gets up to bat again. And I get hit again. But she's she's being wild, and I think she's just being kind of cocky. And she's just being rude at this point. And in my mind at 13, I'm like, that's the second time you've hit her. It was first pitch, and it wasn't in the leg this time. Typically when it's in the leg, softball players' legs are pretty stacked, so it hurts, but it's not that bad. If it's in the meat of your leg, like in your quad, that's what you're hoping yeah, for. Yeah, but there's Allison, less- Allison gets hit in the ribs. The second time, mm-hmm. yeah. So then she throws a wild pitch, and I go to second. And mm-hmm. I know that I need to score so that I can tie the game. Mm-hmm. Well, Amanda is up, and she's all bowing up to this girl, all like four I'm pissed. I'm like, this, this is my sister, you jerk. Which I appreciated as her sister, but I was also like, you need to keep your cool, or you're going to get thrown out of this game, you 13-year-old girl. I was 18 ready. And under I was ready. But the coach understood I was mad and why I was mad, and he was like, he's like, you go on and hit it. We, we need a hit. We don't need a bump. We need a hit. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. So she starts puffing her chest out. And this girl throws inside at her. Doesn't hit her. But it's very close to hitting me. Yes, but throws mm-hmm. her inside and tell them what you did. I threw my bat down so <laughs> hard. It shot back up at me and almost hit me in the face. And the I'm pretty girl, sure you growled at her too or something. I like. showed my teeth. I don't know why I thought I was a wolf. <laughs> And I look at her and she goes, what? And I was like, what do you mean, what? And the umpire, <laughs> the umpire stands between us. He's like, if y'all look at each other again. And I was, I didn't have a filter. I said, sir, I have to look at her to hit the ball. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and he just pointed a finger at me. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> and I, but I, I was like, what? What do you mean, what? You know what? You hit my sister, you jerk. Like, no. So she tells a story my wedding. And it's so nice. She's like, it tells you that Amanda will go to bat for you. And I'm like, you left out that I got a double and sent you in. And then that was the tying run. And we won that game. But and I was like, right. well, it does it does count. But that's not what the moral of the story was for the wedding. Right. So. But just to be clear, got the double, sent Allison in. It was a really exciting thing when you got home and I was on second. And Coach Hathcox was like, yeah, baby, yeah. And you're like pointing at me. And I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, hey. <laughs> what's up, girl? What's up, Goliath? <laughs> So, yeah. So. (laughs) God. Okay. We're going to go repent. And when we come back, we're going to talk to you about some of our college activities. Thank you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit over here. We're going to talk to you about some of our college days and then some professional ball that we're looking forward to and our thoughts about. Stick with us. back by the way <laughs> still have a phone <laughs> yeah i didn't say you didn't you said had past you didn't let me finish had a phone at work that belonged past tense to a woman named bertha bertha stop it's when allison <laughs> says it that we that it just goes so far they're just like oh it belonged to bertha like okay bertha. so what if she was this 
No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So let's For anyone start. out there named Bertha, I'm sorry. Tell me if we have anybody in the family named Bertha. You know why I thought about it like that? I think that's the girl from uh, Hey Arnold, Olga's older. No, that was Holga and Helga. That's Olga and Helga. Olga and Helga, not Bertha. Mm-hmm. What we're looking forward to this season, we always look forward to college baseball. That is one thing, and we'll, we'll hint on that here in a second. But I'm really looking forward to, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty smug about the Yankees not have gone to a World Series in a decade. I'm, I'm pretty smug about that. Um, I didn't realize it had been that long. Mm-hmm. And that's something they talked about, like, with the Astros. And so we'll see. I'm I'm sad Garrett Cole went there, but that's been a dream of his since he was a kid. I get it. We all have that dream team. The Giants hired a woman for one of their coaches. So that was really exciting. And for people, someone, someone commented on it. was like, well, we're only going to get 45 wins this season. And someone else then tried to defend it but defended it badly and said if she's only like passing out water in this for the record that's not a coach's job at the professional level especially it's not even that at the college level and so I just want to put out there that if you know the coach that I'm talking about she's going to do more than pass out water and go rah rah giants that's not her job if that was her job, she wouldn't be a coach. Right. That so. is the athletic training staff's job, which we know because our dad has been doing and that for 40 years. And we also respect it. Yeah, we respect it. And it's not just something like, oh, huh, huh, no, without them, you would die. Anyway, um, what, are okay. you, what are you looking forward to this specific baseball season, whether it's college or professional? So I went to our opening night baseball mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day. It's actually what I did because baseball is my Valentine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually went Galentine's with my girl Presley. Mm-hmm. We were both Diamond Darlings together. One thing that we've struggled with at AM is having depth in our bullpen from time to time. There's years that we have a really great bullpen and then you lose people for whatever reason, whether it be graduation, going into the pros or attempting to get into the show or even transfers from time to time. We've got some young guys on our team, and we've got some guys who just haven't started for us yet that are juniors that are now stepping into a role because they had someone in front of them for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see how we pan out. I think our bats are alive, which is good. I've seen some opening weekends where we're winning games as we're supposed to because we're playing teams from New England that can't play up there because it's so flipping cold. Mm -hmm. So they come down here to play. And... We typically win those games because they're not conference games. They're not teams that are super competitive at the level right. that we are. But there's some years that it's like 5-2. to two. Friday night's game was 17-1. to one. Oh, my um, gosh. So when your bats are alive, and granted some of that's adrenaline and some of it's just having a little bit of a momentum rush. Once one guy starts hitting, another guy picks up. Yeah, and, it's, it's contagious. Um, And that's usually the case but we stranded a lot of people on base the last few years so i'm hoping that we can stay hot with our bats i think we had four home runs and a grand slam oh wow last night so there were there were a lot and then tomorrow i'm actually going to a softball game with presley Mm -hmm. in houston um she worked for oregon state athletics after going to a&m for undergrad doing some work in facilities went to tcu to get her master's Went up to Oregon State to work for a bit and is now back in College Station working for A&M Athletics and Facilities. Um, But she's got some friends from Oregon State that are going to be in Houston. So we're going to go hang out with them. But as a Diamond Darling, Presley and I were also the two that were in the longest rain delay, I think, in A&M baseball history. Um, Mm -hmm. We were in the home team dugout and 
Leo, may he rest in peace. Um, I love you, Leo. He was one of uh, Dad's roommates mm-hmm. in college growing up. They used to order two-liter Pepsi bottles and pizza at 12 at night and just sit there and guy talk. It was real cute. Yeah, that's what we've been told, at least. Um, but he was the field manager for Olsen Field at Bluebell Park for a very long time before he passed. And um, he came out onto the field, I think it was the sixth inning, because we were very close to having a complete game. In collegiate baseball, you play nine innings, but in the instance of a rain delay or a continuous delay, typically you have to play seven for it to be like for considered a full game. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the sixth inning, and he saw a massive thunderstorm cell that we knew about but it was coming towards us and it was in austin oh my gosh and he was afraid that if we didn't get the field tarped we weren't going to get it tarped in time and Mm -hmm. the field was going to get soaked anyway and all of our people and everything it was just going to be kind of a mess yeah so i personally thought we could have gotten another inning in based on the speed of the game we had played to that point but he's the professional so obviously coach follows his lead so this was a fairly quick game and this was a tuesday game Right. So it's weekday. We're playing like UTSA, like someone from Texas Mm -hmm. that didn't come from that far, but they said that they did not want to stop the game. They wanted to finish the game because they came all this way and they wanted to play it. You came two hours and 48 minutes. I made that drive today. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I say that I believe it was UTSA Mm -hmm. because I pretty strongly remember (laughs) that it was, if not, it was like UT Arlington or it was, it was someone in Texas Mm -hmm. because it was a Tuesday game. So we start this rain delay. They tarp the field. It doesn't start raining for like another 30 or 45 minutes. We're already in the You're already gritting your teeth. You can't change this. Because I'm pissed. (laughs) So, well, I'm pissed at first because we didn't get to play, but this was the funniest and most fun I'd ever had in a rain delay. I really wanted to tarp slide. But I knew Leo mm-hmm. would be pissed because if I get a hole in a $5,000 tarp. Oh, you're paying for that. I know. And I ain't got no money for that. Mm-hmm. I had pennies. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do that, but I always had wanted to. So we go in the locker room, me and Presley. Not the locker room. The, like, the training room, I guess. Yeah. Um, because they're all, like, in the back connected to the dugout. So we go back in from the dugout just to, like, hang out. And it starts pouring. We hear it. Mm-hmm. And one of the pitchers comes in and he looks at us. He goes, can y'all give me a pizza? <laughs> And I was like, what do we look like? Like Pizza Hut? Like, first right. of all, Presley does not drive in dry weather. What makes you think she's going to drive in a thunderstorm? So he's like, but can you order us a pizza? And guys, this was like, this would have been the 2013 baseball season. <laughs> and Uber Eats and Favor and all that crap did not exist, exist yet. Uh-uh. So that was not a thing. You could order online, but you had to go get it unless it was Pizza Hut themselves bringing it to you. Mm-hmm. So... We did get pizzas. The team, That's right. The team paid for pizzas. Mm-hmm. And the strength coach went out and grabbed them. So oh we started God. eating pizza in the weight room and reviewing some of their PowerPoints. I had a presentation the next day, so I was reviewing mine. Oh, my God. And then we were all, like, talking through our presentations. Some were <coughs> business, most of which were sports management, or they were studying for tests, and we were quizzing each other. They started playing all kinds of these stupid little card games, dominoes, like Mm -hmm. just being idiots. It was a (laughs) five-hour rain delay on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So we're all delirious at this point and full with pizza. And the guys are like, if you've ever heard baseball players kind of chirp at each other is kind of what I call it. Like they'll say like little things that are abbreviated, but you don't know what they mean unless you've heard them say it. So like one popular one is ombe. They're not saying ombe. They're saying, come on, babe. Like, that's how they're cheering each other mm-hmm. on. But they said, 
ombe, ombe, ombe. Like, that's what they'll say. Yeah. So they start doing that, except they're like, ombe, ombe. Yeah, they're weird. They're, like, they're really strange, but we love them. They are very strange. They are their own breed. If you've ever mm-hmm. seen shirts or signs that say kickers are people too, that's how they talk about pitchers mm-hmm. a lot of times in baseball. Um, in this instance, it was the whole damn team because they were <laughs> losing their ever-loving mind. And there were probably five fans left in the whole stadium. Good. Rick was still there doing the PA. But you we go, were Rick. all delirious. Mm-hmm. So I think we were winning, but then mm-hmm. UTSA came out strong. And then all of a sudden, our bats just lit up and we just pounded the crap out of them because we were playing loose, you know? Sometimes mm-hmm. you play up tight and you can't Gotta get anything done. Gotta play with done. some pizza. So <laughs> apparently... <laughs> Pizza was the magic, Mm -hmm. not chalk. Um, (laughs) Witchcraft. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But uh, that I love rain delays, and Mm -hmm. Presley and I actually talked about it the other day. Like, that was the craziest and most fun we've ever had in a rain delay, just with all of the shenanigans. Like, because as Diamond Darlings, too, we we didn't get super close with the team, partially because we weren't supposed to. Tell them what you had to do. What was your job as a Diamond Darling? So, there is, when I was in school, from what I've been told, some of these groups have been dis band now or have come up that they're not in they're they're not active yes they're no longer active groups for some of these sports but i'm going to go ahead and give you an idea so there was a support group for every sport basically that was an Mm -hmm. ncaa regulated sport um so football baseball um tennis the diamond darlings were the most active support group Mm -hmm. on a&m's campus so Different groups would do different things. There were also only 18 Diamond Darlings when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took about 12 to 14 to run a game. Mm-hmm. And there were typically four people selling programs outside the stadium. Two people running the information booth or the guest information booth in case someone had a question about where the bathrooms are, if there's an elevator. Right. Um what time the stadium opens, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two girls working the home dugout, two girls working the visiting dugout, and if you were in the home dugout, you were in charge of watching the umpire when there were foul balls consecutively to know how many balls they needed because you also took them the balls mm-hmm. um, whenever they needed some more. But both home and visitor bat girls got the bats for the visiting team unless the visiting team brought their own people, which sometimes would happen. It was pretty rare, but it um, happened occasionally. In the, in the SEC, it <clears> happened more. In the Big 12, it wasn't as popular. But in the SEC, it happened more often. That being said, though, in the Big 12, we had Texas, Baylor, and Tech. And a lot right. of times, they would bring their people. Mm. So, And then there were the promotions girls. So anytime there was a sponsored promotion for, let's say, C&J's Barbecue or Rudy's Barbecue actually does one. They do like a barbecue sauce race. They've got these costumes that look like hot dog costumes, except these are barbecue sauce bottles. Mm-mm. One is their regular Rudy's barbecue sauce, and one is the sissy sauce because it's not as hot. Right. And then they have two fans put these costumes on and they race, race each other. Yeah. And the winner gets like a free meal or something like mm-hmm. little things like that. Or things you should like t-shirts die for. Or, yeah. yeah. But we were at every single game, right. home game at least. The visiting team or the visiting games, and we, whenever we would travel, sometimes we would travel if they were close or like the uh, the Minute Maid Classic we would mm-hmm. go to in Houston, or if we were playing at TCU, which is a big rivalry. Well, and I did it in college as well, too. The The difference with mine was we had an organization my first year. It disbanded due to a lack of leadership and communication, really. And then the, the year of, so my sophomore year, I emailed our head coach because he wasn't really aware that the group had disbanded and he was counting on us. And he got my email and said, hey, are y'all coming out? Because we had missed the first game of the Fall World Series, which is like a prep game. 
And I said, no, sir, the, the group is disbanded. And I explained things to him. And I joked at the end, I said, I can come out, you know, let me know when you need me. I didn't think he'd actually say yes. And then he emailed back, can you be there at 630? Mm -hmm. And from there on out, it was for for the most part, with the exception of a little bit of my senior year, it was pretty much me. And there were some girls that later came in for a little bit. And I would do the same things you did with the water, foul balls, bats for just the home team. But it was just me hanging out in there. And Coach Cardina's scared those guys and was like, if you disrespect her in any way, physically, verbally, whatever, you get to deal with me and you get to deal with the consequences of this team and things like that. So half of them didn't talk to me. The ones who did, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> it was really cool to work with them on a, on a one-on-one level and for them to be able to talk to me and them understand that I wasn't what's called a cleat chaser and know that I knew the game. They all knew that I played. And my, my last game with them, they actually let me hit grounders to the outfield. And they some of them didn't think I could hit that hard. And one of our outfielders was like, dude, back up. She's going to, like, knock you in the face, like, if you don't. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm, I'm good right here. And then I hit it between his legs. And they all, like, lost their minds, were running around the field. <laughs> and they're like, do it again, do it again. And um, I actually wrote letters to all of them, like, saying thank you and for letting me be a part of their collegiate career or whatever. Alex Renovich, yes, Alex Renovich, <laughs> was such a nervous wreck about what I had to say to him. And we were just cool. We were chill. And he went through. I had my letters sitting in the dugout on the bench. And mm-hmm. I was giving him to one by one and giving them all a hug, being like, hey, thanks for you know, like, let me be a part of your life the last four years, all this stuff. And I was like, what is he doing? I just see him throwing letters. And I'm like, he's ruining my second. And he's like, I got to find mine. I got Ricky. I'm going to cry. Tricky Ricky. I'm going to cry. And he gets his and runs away, (laughs) runs away. And then he comes back. He's like, Tricky Ricky. And I was like, yeah, what's your problem, man? You ruined my stack. He's like, he's like, I appreciate you too. And I was like, what's your deal? Why'd you freak out? And he was like, I was nervous, man. I don't know. Like, we don't get to talk to you that much. And they really didn't get to talk to me that much unless I was at the field. Um, So I really enjoyed my time and am thankful for Coach Cardenas and his staff. We weren't really allowed to talk to the players either, but that's the the weird part of it is that you get to be around these people for so long. So if you worked programs (laughs) or information services, you had to be at the stadium three hours before first pitch. So for Mm. a 6.30 game, you're arriving at 3.30 um, or I guess it was two hours, depending on what year it was. Sometimes, some years we did three hours early, just depending on when they opened the gates. Some of those roles, like programs, you'd get to leave early potentially. I never did just because I liked hanging out. But a lot of times the position stayed through the end of the game. And baseball is not like basketball or football where it's timed. So that game could be two hours. It, it could, could be, be four, four and a half. Like mm-hmm. you really didn't know. Um, so we spent hours and hours and hours at the stadium so you start getting to know who people are regular faces things like that so it's a really unique experience and I'm glad that we both got it in a different way one thing I'm a little bit concerned about this year and this doesn't go into really collegiate baseball switching gears though is the Astros organization we understand that a lot of people feel very specific black or white on that that they don't feel a lot of gray area but we did want to touch on this with it being spring training about to start and then about to go back up and what's been done with the organization this past year Um, we've loved them for a long time we watched the killer bees with Craig Biggio Jeff Bagwell Berkman um, when they still had the pinstripes and everything And our grandparents were big fans because they lived around the Houston area. And when our grandpa passed away, our meemaw, dad was so angry, called me sis. Our our dad calls me sis as a nickname. 
Your meemaw ordered a special TV package to watch the Astros highlights and interviews. She does not need that TV package. But I I really believe that was her way of like keeping connected with people. Sure. Because she loved him so much and he loved baseball so much. He was a pitcher in high school. They were high school sweethearts. We understand about the signs scandal and the electronic use of that. We hate that it's some, in a way, tainted the organization. But I'll be honest with you guys. If you know it's a rule, don't break it. But at the same time, as a former player, both of us were trained to break signs. I want to preface this by saying they did not steal a physical sign that they can just give back. I had some friends that were like, I don't pay attention to baseball. Why did they take a sign from somebody? Can't they just give it back? Like yeah. like stealing a street sign or a stop sign? No, no, no. no. We're talking about giving signals from coach to batter or coach to catcher for a pitch mm-hmm. or something in that nature that is code, basically, for what they want them to do during a game. Right. And they used electronics. And there was a former coach from the Giants that wrote a long post about it. And they said, if you're just not getting upset about this, I've been watching you. And I was like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Um, but he said, I've had somebody sitting at third base in the stands watching you every game for this X amount of years. I've been watching you from this side in the outfield having someone analyze your every move. Also... Baseball doesn't trade film. Not like football. Not like football and basketball. basketball. And so, in my opinion, this is, in a way, granted, you should get permission. I'm not saying that you should do this like this, but I just don't understand, I guess, why they're picking apart something that's a strategy of the game. And if you knew it was wrong, don't do it. But at the same time, let's have a discussion and reformation about this because... The fact that people are like, they should give it to the Dodgers. They should. No, if you look at the ERAs of the pitchers in that series, they are standalone stats. That's how they won. They won by putting their bats on fire and being alive, like what you're talking about with AM this year. They won by so many other things. We, we can't win a game by breaking your signs. I'm sorry, because even if we break your signs, we have to be able to hit the ball. We have to be able to read them at the right time. Because if you change the order of your signs or how you indicate which sign is coming next we still can't break it so that's it's it doesn't it's not a game changer in that sense in my opinion right so we in high school at least we had numbers that we went off of Mm -hmm. and the indicator number changed every inning inning. so regardless of what numbers were being given to the batters the other team was never really allowed to figure or wasn't really able to figure out what our signs were they weren't allowed either but they weren't allowed Um, (laughs) but one thing that you see especially in collegiate sports we didn't do it as much in high school but even just working dugouts we know that if you're not actively in the game, mm-hmm. particularly when your team is on defense, but even when you're on offense, everyone who's in the dugout is in charge of looking at the other team and figuring out their signs. Yes. That being said, some people do have more strategic ways of doing this. So even catchers, a lot of times in the pros, will give three or four numbers. And Correct. that could give the type of pitch, that could give the location. So that could be an inside fastball. That could be a two-seam breaking ball. That could be a lot of different Mm -hmm. things. So the other thing is, as a hitter, and unless you've faced pitching that is higher than 85 to 90 miles an hour, you're not necessarily going to understand this. But scientifically speaking, you have less than a whole one Mississippi to make that decision. Yeah, you have .3 seconds. From the time the ball leaves the pitcher's hand to it landing in the catcher's glove, you've got... Less than half a second, really, mm-hmm. to decide if you're going to swing. 
So when it comes to like being a part of the show, which I also want to just reiterate the fact that no other professional league has minor leagues the way baseball does. Right. When you get drafted to the NFL as a football player, you go to the big time. When you get drafted to Major League Baseball, an organization, you, have to you go through rookie ball, single A, double A, triple A. There's levels in there. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe, I think they said that the stats, this would have been several years ago, but I'm sure it's still roughly the truth. You've got a one in a million shot once you're drafted to make the show. Right. And the show is Major League Baseball. Right. So if you are a minor league baseball player... You're going to keep working to get to the show, but you're even competing against your own teammates Mm -hmm. to get to the show. Because Mm -hmm. if you're a shortstop and a second baseman on your team is capable of also playing shortstop, they may have a leg up for your position at the next level. The other thing is they basically say they pay you a six-pack and send you on your way. You're not making money. As a Mm -hmm. minor league player, you pick up a part-time job to be able to afford a can of beans, and then Mm -hmm. you stay with the host home who is willing to have you in their home (laughs) through whatever organization, and then you basically play baseball for 60 hours a week and then have a part-time job just to be able to say that you actually do something else whenever you're not playing six days a week. Right. Now, once you do get to a certain level within, like, the AA, AAA, you do start making a regular person salary. Yeah. Like, it, it gets to be okay at that level. But before kind of. before that, it's not really what everyone imagines and dreams of. And so that's another thing I get really upset about with the Astros organization. They've started questioning the character of some of these athletes. And I got really upset because Army Mall, God bless her, she passed a couple years ago. She loved Jose Altuve a lot, rightfully so. Who doesn't? He was investigated, as well as all the other players, about if he was wearing anything electronic. And the investigation came back that he was not. He was not. It was proven. He was found not guilty. The team was found not guilty that they were not wearing any devices. And I've had people that I've seen on social media question and say that when he didn't want his shirt ripped off, he said originally that it was to respect his wife. And I thought that was very stand-up of him. He's been a stand-up guy. As long as he's been playing, he agreed to play baseball for $15,000, which is nothing. But in Venezuelan money, where he comes from, that's a lot. So he agreed to come to America for fifteen dollars To prove himself. To prove himself. And didn't, and still has character. And people, after the investigation, were still questioning his character. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's uncalled for. And really just not right now that they've found the details of everything. Also, there's a line from a song that I like that says, even good people are great at making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the organization, which granted, they would have looked it up and they would have known it was a problem yep. as a staff. And the players would have known this, but there's also more weight that falls on the management staff, which is why the manager was then suspended and then ultimately mm-hmm. fired because you can't, have a baseball team for six months, have no manager. Right. That's no way to play. So while I do agree that they could have all had some role in it, whether they benefited from hearing it or not or seeing something, at the end of the day, if if these teams wanted to watch other teams on TV Mm -hmm. and pay for those packages to watch every Major League Baseball game, they They could could do that. They could. They're just not offered the film, which granted – the film is based off of a wide shot, typically. Right. 
And in baseball, you're going to have not as many cameras necessarily as football, but you're going to have several mm-hmm. to get different angles. And a lot of times you are going to see the catch- the catcher giving signs to the pitcher. Right. You are going to see the ticks of how they throw from the stretch and how they approach a batter at first base. There's a lot of things, or a batter when there's a runner at first base. So even if you weren't actually electronically filming, you have the means to do it through other resources. And that's what... I get upset about is why is this a rule? And other baseball players have now come out too, stating we we just haven't gotten caught. Ultimately, like they were just the first team to get caught. We've all been doing it for decades now. We're in 2020. People were bringing it up from the 1980s. Yeah. 1980s. We're talking about it. And here's, again, here's my thing. If you know that it's wrong, don't do it. But if you think that it should be allowed, push for reformation please, because you should be able in baseball, my idea, to trade film like mom, like mom, mom just texted you. Sorry. <laughs> Our mom trades film, guys. Um, you should be able to do that because other sports do it. Um, and I just, it, it's frustrating to me on both ends. Do the right thing, but also let's be realistic. Well, and my other final thought on that would be even if they were watching the signs come in and out from the dugout to the catcher to the pitcher, whatever angle they're getting. This batter still has to reactively correct swing in a way that they're going to make contact that is going to be positive mm-hmm. because they could ground out, they could pop up on any of yep. these given scenarios. Depending on how your bat hits the ball at the speed at the correct time. Baseball is one of the only sports... Where your batting average is less than 30% successful. And you're in the Hall of Fame. Like, that is insane to me. Because mm-hmm. if you look at even like a field goal percentage in basketball. Yes, it's it's pretty much decent to be shooting half your shots. But it's not acceptable at most levels. Right. Once you get into collegiate professional level. But you don't, if you're hitting 500, they're literally going to investigate you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a part of me that as much as, like you said... I think they need to reform the way that they trade film. And mm-hmm. I think before it got to the point where they were having to do it illegally, they should have brought it up. Yeah, um, I agree with If that. it was getting brought up and no one was doing anything about it, That's maybe at least story. take it to the media and say, this is something that we're fighting for, for X, Y, Z. Right. Um, more or less because the media is going to blow it up and it's going to force them to make a decision. Right. That's not necessarily the best way to go about it. So I understand why they didn't. But instead of hiding it and doing something that is around the rules, address it before it happens Mm -hmm. because now we're in a hole where people are wanting to strip Houston of their world series title. Right. Which I don't think is correct. Is it a bit tainted now because this stuff has come out? Absolutely. Sure. And there's going to be a lot of backlash onto all of the people that were associated. There were people who left Houston to be somewhere else that left their other place because Mm -hmm. they were associated with that team in 2018 Mm -hmm. so there's a lot that's going to be circling around that even albert pujols like god people who who respect a ton and again i don't doubt that there might have been something where they were like hey altuve like this is probably what they're going to throw you but at the same time if you're studying a pitcher you're going to know that just from watching them right and my god they even say it before the game oh yeah his slider is just nasty and they show you over and over how it falls how it spins they like and these guys watch sports center 24 7 i'm sure almost yeah. every locker room has it on all the time it's their life they're studying it it's their profession it's their career so they're going to be studying the mm-hmm. other team so 
It's just a little weird to me the way that it's come out. I don't know all the ins and outs of the electrical spectrum as far as what they were getting. It's not like they were micing them up and listening to them right. talk in the dugout. And so some people know. assumed that before the investigation. I was like, yeah. guys, it's not theater. Calm down. <laughs> we barely do that. Yeah. I just don't know to what extent they're going towards, but it's gotten to the point where it's getting blown out of proportion enough mm-hmm. that people are, like, in California wanting to say, okay, these Little League teams can never put the Astros' right. name on the front of their jersey because it's just blasphemy. I'm and like, I get that the team was from California that lost the World Series to the Astros, but it's a bit much. And comparatively, I'm just going to say it, there's been worse done. There really has. Well, and steroids is giving you a strength that you did not have. Like, I watched the 60 Minutes episode mm-hmm. with Alex Rodriguez, and he talked about when he was caught in steroid use, basically. Right. He had an agent that was giving him gummies mm-hmm. that would only last about three hours. So, by the time he would have been drug tested after the game, it was already out of his system. So, high-level, very strategic forms of steroids... We're being used and probably still are in other places. Oh, People completely. are hiding them all the time. But to me, getting an advantage in strength, in my mind, mm-hmm. is more beneficial than knowing, hey, this guy's going to throw this. Right. And you, if you disagree with it, fine. Like, I've talked to many of friends who disagree with it. I talked to many of friends who do agree with it. If you want to put in the comments, you know, anything that you think of it, you are more than welcome to do understand that anything that is hateful or insulting will be taken down and blocked immediately because you have the complete right to say your opinion. You also have the complete right to say it respectfully. We're doing that here. Yeah. And that can be done in the comment section if you'd like. So I think this is a year that the Astros, I really hope they can prove themselves and be like, hey, we can do this without that. And I'm not saying they have to go back and win a World Series, but to have a good record as far as their wins and be like, we're still out here winning games without that. So you wanted to come for us, you can try kind of thing. And a lot of y'all have also asked me, well, if you didn't like Houston, how would you feel the same way? The exact same way. Because I think it's just a part of the game. You pick you pick apart signs. Like, that's just what you do. Also, it would be funny, in my mind, in an ironic way, if the Yankees had been caught doing I've this. I've thought about this. And they haven't been to the World Series in 10 years. I've thought about this like a long time. Like, how ironic would it be that they're using that same mentality and they're not winning with it? But then if you're not winning with it, no one cares. Right. It's just if you got caught and if you got lucky. Yep. Ultimately. So, on that note, thanks for listening to our first loves. And to all the boys that we have loved, it wasn't <laughs> you first. It was Jesus and baseball. So Thank you, Lord. Right. Thank the Lord. Okay. So, come back next week for the Alamo episode and then the Mm. Texas Independence Day episode. Keep watching baseball. Um, Give us a rate. Subscribe to it. Do what you need to do to stay in touch with us. Come back next week and hang out with us, and we'll see y'all back at the podcast. Bye, guys. Peace out.